Tom. Can, can do. How you doing? I, I'm Tom, very, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, guys. How are the two of you? We're very well. We are very well. Stephen, how are you? I'm great. I'm I'm great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was I was anticipating the next part of the segment. It's tough this Skype thing. It's a little tough. Um, Tom, I know that we caught you off guard on a on a Tuesday recording day. It's a, it's an unexpected surprise, guys. The second one well, I've had today. Haha. Uh-huh. Oh, have you had a first unexpected surprise? I have had a first unexpected surprise. Um, a few hours earlier. A random bloke turned up at the door um, with a package. <laughs> <laughs> with a package with no details. I hope on he's it. not listening. Um, uh, so from from a delivery company I've never heard of. Uh, I didn't say who it was from. It just had my address on it, and I opened it up, and inside there there was another box that was exactly the same, um, and just said it was from Syncreon, I think, or something, which I believe is the logistics Apple thing. Uh, and yes, inside of that box was a Space Gray HomePod. Space Gray. Yes. Wow. So wait, so hold on. First off, did you, w- what did you think was at your doorstep? Like, were you nervous that it was, Well, I gen- was it a bomb? I had, was it, what I, was it? No, because I, I, I just bought a couple of things recently, but um, I kind of normally have tracking for those. I'd just bought a new audio interface, and I thought it could be that, but I'd bought it that morning, so I was like, surely they haven't you know, managed to deliver it within about four hours. Uh, so anyway, so I opened it up, and there's yeah, there's this, this, this HomePod, and I, I was like, did I buy one? Did I just buy it somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> did I... <laughs> Um, so then, I, so then I sent you a message saying because I also thought maybe I just have other, other random benefactors who want to send me stuff. <laughs> um, uh, you know, if you if you'd have said you know no, definitely not us, then I would have just that would have been it. I would never have mentioned it again, so it would have been a bit awkward. Um, but yeah, thank you so very much. It's an absolutely fantastic gift. I really appreciate it. So thank you. So the. The first big question is: did, did I did I choose the right color? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Always, always the the the, the space gray, the darker colors, definitely. Yeah. Wow, I knew it. Th- that yeah. was a subject of great debate really? amongst Stephen and myself. Yes. So yes. Dan, why, why don't you tell a story about how you decided on the? Let's take a back back uh, a back step, a step back, which whichever way you want uh, to when you got me my HomePod, which was a very nice, uh, which was a very nice thing. So yes. So, so, so well, sorry, sorry to interrupt. You, you you guys both have them now. We do, and uh, we didn't feel right talking about it on the podcast without you having one as well. So we we had to make things right, and I actually surprised Stephen not that long ago, over uh, just after his birthday, by getting him a HomePod, and uh, we both got the white HomePod. And the primary the primary reason you've spent quite no, a bit. No, but why of, did I get the white HomePod? I don't know. Were you not? Were you not uh, trying to get out of me whether I wanted the black or the white one? Oh, yes, I was. So t- that was the story I was trying to get you to, to, to... I still don't know the story. Well, you were asking me, and I said, well, I thought you were asking me over text before you bought it, like, do you, should I get the black or the white one? And then, and then I said, and then I said, well, it depends what your kitchen looks like. Oh, correct. Right. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I said I would have gotten the white, but at that point I said... 
I didn't even want one. So I think you were using that info for the reason why you got me the white one. But we also got the white blue Yeti microphones. And okay. well, also we've announced uh, we've announced the setting that we're in every time we've recorded the podcast. We've identified we're in a magnolia room. This is the magnolia. But room. the general theme, Tom, as you know, of Stephen's home is there's a there's a lot of white. Like the home pod is next to a white pineapple on a white ceramic next to a white vase with white tile backing, white front-facing drawers, a white dishwasher. With a white dog, of so, course. Right. Okay, hey, guys, so um, here's, well, here's a podcast first for you. Um, well, maybe it's not a podcast first, you tell me, but this is the first time any of us have been drinking alcohol during a podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, because it's been much Wait, earlier in the day. Wait, did Stephen tell you to grab a rum, beer, so. or do you just happen to be drinking a beer? I'm actually drinking a, uh, a rum and ginger beer. Because Stephen's that's one of that's one of uh, Tom's favorite drinks. Well, yes. moments before we started the podcast, Stephen said, "I'm going to tell Tom to crack open a beer and get to this podcast." I feel like I should crack open a beer. We got an Uber notification. Oh, that's oh, good. Are you, go- are you are you going somewhere right now? <laughs> no, we were we were delivering a little birthday present to a friend of ours via Uber courier service. Oh, you, you guys are just all over the presents at the moment. It's one of those giving days. Uh, so we should probably consult the notes. But by the way, so so the reason um, we decided to let you know we we were available to record today is because we're actually going out for dinner with uh, Saul and Jen, the owners of Camp, as you know. So we're down in my my neck of the woods and looking forward to that. Uh, so sorry to catch you off guard for for today recording. No, that's great. And to be honest, it's it's good to be able to say a proper thanks again for the. For the HomePod, rather having than having to wait until tomorrow, so or whenever we would do the next recording. Uh, I wanted to mention the new cover art on the podcast, which looks amazing, and it seems as though it's sort of trickling in slowly because I found that when I look for it in the iTunes Store, it has the proper cover art, and when I see it individually being played within Overcast, it has the proper iTunes art. But when I look at it. In my list of podcasts that I subscribe to in Overcast, it still has the old art. So do we think it's just cached and after some amount of time it will it will all change over? Yeah, I'm 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 I have exactly the same thing. I'm just right now um seeing if I delete it and re add it in, in Overcast if it if it gives gives me the new art. Well, I th- I think we only have about 10 subscribers so we're not uh, even if even if none of them unsubscribe and resubscribe i don't think we're too much in the hole there so actually on another note tom i wanted to mention i didn't mention this to steven either but i i just i've become a little obsessed in the vanity of checking the fireside.fm statistics and i have some very good news to report can you actually send me the login info because i actually don't even have that i will amazing very good so I'm going to sign in, and the the good news, Tom, is that although I reported previously that we were trending downwards, it looks like we are now back on an upward trend. Wow! Yeah, we've we're really turning the ship around here, which is fantastic. Okay, this is actually this is huge. So we're back for 2018, which we which uh, was two episodes ago. We had 45 downloads. Okay, not bad, pretty shameful, but not horrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, relative to the previous one, which was right before Fireside, which had 170 downloads. So 170 downloads to 45 downloads. Last week's episode, a whopping 49 downloads. Pretty good. 
And the one that came out this week, are you ready? How many? 72 downloads. No way. Yeah, 72 downloads. So we've almost doubled. And I know I don't even download it and listen to it. So, like, I'm not even part of that. I'm completely kidding. (laughs) But uh, I I do make part of that. uh, And what's nice is the graph is now going back hockey up. stick yeah we're now getting we actually, that hockey stick growth. we need that hockey stick growth so we're so we're Especially, thinking the new the new album art or something like what else would make a difference I think well i did art. tweet about it and we got a number of retweets and a number of likes which actually leads me into another topic which is kind of funny last episode steven gave one shout out to a suspected listener do you remember who that was i think it was michael crook michael crook now we have heard nothing from Michael Crook. Right. I have no idea if he's listened. Have we tagged it, him in anything, though? Nothing. Okay. But the first person to like our tweet about the episode where we mentioned Michael Crook was Christina Crook. Right. Who is certainly connected to Michael Crook. Right. But it's just it's just quite, it's quite funny because it, uh, there was nothing that will have prompted her to like the tweet. Other than if she listened to the episode. No, it, like it was right after... I tweeted right within right. within an amount of time that she couldn't have heard right, us talk about right. Michael. It wasn't like twenty two and a half minutes after you posted it, right? So it's just kind of funny that you had mentioned Michael. We have no idea if he's listening, but we do know that Christina may have listened, right? Christina, if you're out there and you've listened, if you can just let us know. You know what? I'm actually going to go back to what I had asked last week. If anyone is actually listening, uh, really, like I'd love to know if you're if you're listening, if you're enjoying it. If you deleted it uh, after five seconds, um, you know, just let us know. I, I'd love, I'd love to hear from you. So, Tom, just yesterday, I believe it was, we asked you if you still had the recording of the live Mixer G episode from Fireside with Andrew Warner and Jeff Palver, which you uh, graciously edited and sent over, and it was all mastered and amazing. And Stephen and I have sent that over to Andrew, so I understand that's going to be going out live on Mixer G in the coming weeks, and then we will also co-release it on our podcast stream. But Stephen and I had a chance to listen to it. Did you listen to it, Tom? I did. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a really great conversation, isn't it, between Andrew and Jeff? Yeah, I had kind of forgotten how powerful of a conversation it was. And to re, it's I'm really happy that we did this podcast stream last oh, yeah. year and recorded all those talks. You know why we didn't really have a full appreciation for how amazing. Well, I think we both had a full appreciation for how amazing it was at the time, but both being so wrapped up in it. Tom, I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah. You know, running around in the golf cart, running, biking, whatever it might be, to move stuff around. It was like to to be in that one moment and just. Uh, pause and, and just enjoy was I, I still remember was very difficult so actually yeah, going back to listen to it i can't say i can't say i heard the actual words as long as they were as long as they were audible and not distorting what the you know the actual content of the words went over my head because i was just too worried about can everyone else hear this tom i don't know if you were present for this moment but i've i've just had a memory that's really making me laugh quite a bit it was during the mixergy live recording with jeff and uh, the conversation was going in a whole bunch of different directions, but it was certainly going in, in an emotional direction for Stephen and for myself, but certainly more so for Stephen, given that Jeff is his cousin. And there were times during the conversation, it might have been when Jeff was reading his poem, right? This poem about his lost love and uh, his deep sadness. And it was really quiet. But there were a couple people in the audience oh. <laughs> who had stolen bags of chips. They ate the whole. They took from a the whole. CL, 
And they, they would just be, you know, like in a bag of chips when right. you're digging your hands. But not like in, a mini really bag. Loud. They were one of the big family shared right, but size. They were passing it around and like. Listen, obviously at Fireside, help yourself to everything, pass it around. But it was the wrong moment. Right. Like where there was – you couldn't hear – you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. But some – there were two people just – And I think everyone can imagine that the the look on someone's face as they slowly re- reach their hand into a bag of chips, slowly <laughs> take it out, and then slowly insert it into their mouth and slowly chew as if that's going to make it – you know, not make any noise – um, yeah, like I did think that was a little weird in terms of like we have a ton of chips and snacks and food. Uh, but like I, I guess I was I was like, where do those full bags of chips? I think it from? is a bit brash. Like if you have a dedicated room with snacks that right. people can help themselves in and they're right. clearly not single Which we're not going to run size. out of. We're never going to run out of chips. We're never going to run out of this stuff. No, but they're not single serving right. size. Right. right? It's, it's like one family. of those yeah. Costco size bags of right. chips. So I think to take. Like if you're looking at a table and there's a bag of Doritos and a bag of Lay's and you just take the whole Doritos bag right. for yourself. Needless to say, we know who won't be coming back to Fireside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have I have no recollection of who but it was. I just have this memory of you kind of as quietly as you could sort of shushing the person right. like and trying to signal to them. Yeah. Like put the Doritos away. Right. Like I thought that was yeah, that was a funny moment. That was um uh, when when you were laughing, I, I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but it was also when Andrew fell off. That the was chair, the other moment, right? Yes, Andrew, that is the other amazing. And listening moment. back on the recording, I couldn't quite tell when it was, but I'm pretty sure he said well, something. Money, no, then he says, and then the crowd laughs, and then he comes back and says, "I literally just fell off my right. chair," and I. To this day, I don't think we got that on camera. I was hopeful our camera crew, which was also our photography crew, may have gotten it. But they might have been just doing photography at the time. Because there were great pictures of that talk. Yes. We have a ton of pictures. But the, it's if you weren't there, it's almost impossible to, to describe how genuine this moment was. Because Andrew and Jeff were both sitting on bar stools inside of the amphitheater doing the live podcast. And Jeff made a comment. Just Andrew was really pressing him about uh, loving money and business and wanting to make more, make more. And Jeff was really hammering home the idea of love and not caring so much about money. And Jeff's comment caught Andrew in such a strong way. It he he sort of jumped back yeah, a little bit, he, and he literally fell right off. It's like a that was two a and genu- a half, three foot. It was a stool. genuine like fall. Like he he. Uh, I thought he certainly yeah, hurt himself. Yeah, that was. And then they hugged it out. Oh, is that when they hugged it out? It may. I, it might have been at the end. But um, for those that have seen our uh, like our, our promo video, the Fireside is on a conference vid that we put up um, a few weeks ago. Like, there's a part in there that literally says, you know, um, what is it? Uh, Jeff wants hugs. Andrew, Andrew wants money, money, which actually was the line from the Jonathan Man. Yeah, it became yeah. sort of a theme so, of the weekend, right? So that was uh, to us like that was a fun homage to put in that video it was actually your idea dan i'll give you full credit for that of like you know that was kind of that was a theme it ended up being a theme for that certainly for that evening as we went into the charity component but then uh what a memory wow that was that was awesome tom you still there yeah i'm still there guys yeah quiet guy no i was gonna i was gonna kind of give my two pennies and then i thought i'm not sure it needed it to be honest did you say two pennies two pennies Penneth. Uh, when you <laughs> when you give your penneth when you give your what happened when you give your two penneth on something you give your opinion on it. 
Yeah, we have we have a similar uh, saying. Penneth. Yeah, Penneth. <laughs> Penneth. Yeah, we yeah. we just say two cents. Yeah, but we we. But have, you can understand why I'm money. laughing. Why I'm laughing at the concept of Penneth. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that saying like was I, really translated so literally from culture to culture. Yeah. No, but like that's not even why. Like, I'm let laughing. me give you my two shekels. That's not even why I'm laughing. But did the saying originate with the penneth? But are you trying to sense? make it so that I'm not saying what I'm thinking? No, what are you saying? I think like I have a penneth. Like I'm. Like, <laughs> 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 Take a look at my penneth. Like it's it's. You should probably edit that part out. Well, I maybe. have I have two I have two penneths. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you didn't want to add your 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 two pence. Uh, my two, my two cents is um, just just about the audio versus visual side of things. I really, you know, things like listening back to talks like this when you when you weren't able to be there, or you just want to hear it back again. There's something about just sitting um, and listening to it on the radio or the podcast uh, with no visual stimulus and just being kind of losing yourself in the just like reading a reading a book or listening to an audio book, just kind of losing yourself in in the experience. I think you know audio is all you need, and if anything, that enhances it. I'd say. So I figure maybe moving on to a specific camp topic I've been thinking a lot about, and I'm actually not sure who made the note, um, but let's talk about snoring and sleeping. Oh, we didn't even get to that last no, time. No, because we wanted to, and it was something that, you know, I'm I'm somewhat of a snorer from time to time. Yes. So, well, so someone brought this, it up. In the- well, yes, this originates with my good friend, Phil, who attended Fireside, and he was in the cabin that I was in, uh, along with my girlfriend, Erica, and some other friends who joined us for the weekend. You were not in it. No, I was not in it. So this was the subject of quite a bit of controversy within our inner cabin group. And I I did witness it myself, despite the fact that I went to bed most mornings at about 530 in the morning. But Phil was just a racious snorer. Mm. And like to the point where if there was a, a bear outside growling about to enter the cabin and attack us, you might mistake that. For Phil's snoring. Wow. And I was talking to Phil about it. And we literally, there was, everyone in the cabin was at the point where they wanted to kick him out of the cabin. And so I said, Phil, if you're coming back next year, you're going to have to be in a private cabin. But he doesn't want to be because he likes the social aspect of being in a group cabin. Yeah. And so I I just, I wanted to bring up this topic of conversation uh, to the both of you, but to any of our listeners. This isn't something that we've heard a great deal about from any of our attendees, no one has ever come to us to file a complaint about a snorer before. But you, the two of you both have extensive camp experiences. So I wanted to ask if you have any particularly good camp snoring experiences. Well, I know Tom's going to have one right off the bat because I shared a cabin with him for some time this summer, didn't I not? Yeah, I think we've shared, Tom, I think we've shared com- quite a few years. but um, And I think you've complained about my snoring pretty much every time. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, my only tip is is uh, I we use earplugs, and um, I actually got some custom. I mean, this is a little bit geeky and more of a musician thing. But I got cut when I got custom molds made for my earphones. I I got them to make ones like soft foam ones that were the exact shape of my ear that I could sleep with. Um, so I use those all the time. Uh, yeah, and also get really drunk because <laughs> then you tend to sleep right. Anyway. Uh, or worse, better or worse. 
Yeah, there are, there are other things you can do, as, you know, as well as drinking, but I wouldn't like to say what those are. What are they? What are they? <laughs> I'm confused. Tom, I'm having a real, real tough time with Stephen <laughs> yeah, here. I, I don't know. Like, he's half a beer in. It's not even a beer. It's, <laughs> he can't. This thing is, it, this thing is uh, like, 1%. Yeah, about eighth of he's a He's, like, in. making weird faces at me. He's picking up random stuff on the table to try no. to distract me. No, no, no that's like, not what he, I was and doing. And he's playing a little violin while you're talking. That's not what I was doing. We're what trying I was to doing record was a podcast to show you here. This, this card, um, the drawing on the back. Yes. That they probably spent... I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars to buy a piece or, of artwork. Or they went onto their or they went into Photoshop, on clicked their, a brush, and yes. just made one brush. Which card but are we like, talking about? I don't think that they did that. Exactly. I'm looking at a business card. Also, what's the yeah. deal with the violin? I don't get that. What was I wasn't playing a violin. You were doing a little violin thingy while Tom was talking you, about the snoring. Were you not? No. What was this? Yeah, then what what's this? I, why you were doing this? Me? I swear to God, I was not. You, you I might not, have, I'm just making. I that might up? have been doing something like that, but it was not a violin. What was it? I I don't know. What instrument was you it, Steve? Tell it me again. the instrument. <laughs> I don't. It was I an need oboe. To know. <laughs> um, oh, brilliant. So I, I have a few notes on here that I I wrote that, like I wrote dog or someone wrote dog. Is my dog causing an issue? Where are you looking? We've got, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we've got kind of two lists of notes plus a, plus a load of names in between those two lists. I'm never really sure where we're looking. Well, I'm looking under 2018-03-21, which is exactly the list we've been following along so with So what is this far. top list? I think, I think the top list is just general things, and then if we want to include them, we then move those down to the next up- oh, I see. upcoming list. I mean, this is this is high concept stuff. Um, <laughs> Tom, a little slower, please. Oh, another update since we spoke last. We had our big um, initial spring meeting with uh, with Saul and Camp last week. Yes, we did. Um, which was great. Went through. <laughs> that was a long lunch. I think we started at what one and went to four. Well, when you make bacon the way Chadwick's makes bacon, yeah, like you can have a them long as, meeting. We need them as a sponsor. I think. They, um, I don't think I was ever at Chadwick's with you. Uh, Tom, but we'll definitely go when you're back. Um, it's the most unbelievable bacon. It's just the, the whole restaurant's great. But we sat down for over three hours to go through pretty much every um, component that comprises Fireside from uh, week before to week after. Um, and it was it was great. Any big takeaways that you can think of, Dan? Well, Tom, when are you coming in? When do you come in? Uh, that's yet to be decided, but hopefully a fair time before... Um, the beginning of Fireside, a few weeks at least, I'm sure. So right now, the tentative plan is we are going to go up to camp the basically eight days before. So the Wednesday, the week prior, we're going to stay. That's, that's for the Hootenanny, which have we talked about the Hootenanny before? Maybe the Camp Walden, sorry, the Camp Madawaska Hootenanny. Tom, what's the Hootenanny? It's, uh, it's a night of uh, gambling and music. And it's a lot okay. of fun. Yeah, fair enough. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I went up last year for my first time. I went to support the two of you who play in the musical component of the Hootenanny. And so we're all going to go up again for the Hootenanny on the Wednesday, uh, week plus one day before the beginning of Fireside. We are planning to stay up at camp, uh, assuming your game for this, Tom, until Saturday. We're then going to leave camp, give them time to turn it over, do whatever it is they need to do. And I think we're planning to return on Tuesday. So last year, what I think we did is... Or we Monday. Went, you know, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Because last year we went out for the Hootenanny and did, we left the next day, didn't we? Well, we had uh, Illuminate Berry on the weekend, so we right. came back for that. Mercer was up yeah, for guys, the Hootenanny. Yeah, Mercer was up. We stayed in that, in that weird we little stayed in the, shed. Yeah, the, the cottage. little yeah. prison. Yeah, the, the cottage. The cottage you know, is a, every camp. an interesting euphemism to use to describe. So, so like, literally, I, I'd sleep anywhere in camp. Um, but the, the cottage was basically a retrofitted uh, piece of a building, um, which actually turned out to be quite cozy. It's just uh, it, which, it, it by was, the way, none of our guests, none of our guests in. will ever stay in the in the cottage. It's where we put our staff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> actually, so if you want to volunteer, no, yeah, no, the uh, no, it, it's really just meant as an overflow. And, and during Madawaska, uh camp is just so full that that we were in that overflow space. Um, but the barracks, they they were quite nice. We're really, but I forgot it that sound worse than it is. I forgot that that's where I met Mercer. Uh, right, that was the who when was the I first met time. him, which was great, and the four of us really connected. Right, and did we leave the next day? We drove a truck up, we filled with stuff. We left it in AMC. That was, yeah, that yeah. was our first smaller truck, wasn't it? I think. Right. Yeah, that was the first truck. That was our first lorry. Our first. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd call that a van, but you know. A van. And then we went home, and then we had Illuminate Berry, which is an amazing festival in Berry, that weekend, Labor Day weekend. And, and then we went back up to camp, I think, on the Tuesday. Tuesday. So I think um, what we're going to do this year, Tom, is we're going to try to stay up at camp for as long as we can, which will bring us probably to the Saturday, so that we can actually have time to unpack, get set up, go through maybe some of the swag and other things that we need to do. Um, and then, as I say, let camp turn things around, and then we're going to go back on the Tuesday. That sounds great, yeah. I think the more time, the better, really. So it's kind of like uh, you want to get acclimatized, right, to the space. And then we had, well, we had quite a bit to discuss about Thursday night, Thursday night logistics, because this is the first year that we're adding an extra night. So usually we start fireside on Friday. It went from Friday afternoon, late afternoon to sort of Friday, early afternoon, late morning. And this year we decided to add an extra night. We're going to start Thursday evening. But it's it's actually pretty incredible how you you change one thing and that opens up a whole host of potential additional problems or at least things that you didn't have to consider previously so now like, we have what now we have an extra dinner which is happening on the Thursday we have well the biggest the biggest struggle is check-in in the dark right. like it's taken us 3 years to figure out how to properly do the check-in process and we had a great amount of help doing that last year and now we're totally putting ourselves in a position where we kind of have to rethink the entire process. Well, which is very us, right? It's very... Uh, you can never perfect, get too comfortable. Let's perfect something and then <laughs> completely shake it up. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm confident about how we're going to do it. Uh, more details on that coming out soon in terms of when, when people should expect to leave the city on Thursday. Um, but I think it's going to be really great. It means... I mean, the best part of this entire thing is that we're going to get essentially... Um, that full day on Friday. Um, and as Dan, I think you pointed out in our meeting, which is, you know, we're not going to add necessarily any more programming because we have the extra evening. It's more so spreading the great programming that we have over over that extra time to just kind of uh, give some more breathing room to people that want to want to just, you know, not go, go, go. And sometimes, you know, jump in the lake, go for a swim, things like that. Yeah, well, that's one of the things like we always design Fireside as being a type of thing where there's always going to be great programming going on. 
And then if you decide that you want to go enjoy camp, you can just skip out and go enjoy camp and go swimming or rock climbing or whatever it is you want to do. But what the feedback that we've gotten from alumni is that they get a sense of FOMO. So if they're if they know that there's great programming going on, they're less inclined to go rock climbing or swimming. And they've said, can you please just carve out times in the schedule where literally the only thing we can do is go and enjoy camp? So having this extra night what we're really trying hard to do this year is not to cram in any additional any additional programming but to take the same amount of programming we've had on friday saturday sunday and spread it over an additional evening that we now have uh website updates yes we made steven uh spend quite a bit of time making are those live yet i think they are so we've been working pretty hard to... It will certainly be live by the time that this is up. The, the landing page is more or less done, but we always have some tweaks to do as things go along. So Stephen put up uh, some great additional things on the landing page. One of the, one of the areas that I think is particularly helpful are strong testimonials from, from our alumni, uh, but also some of the testimonials from our speakers that have quite a bit of notoriety, which lends uh, a certain amount of credibility to the landing page, to the event. Uh, we are exposing the brand to a global audience of people that may not know Fireside too well. So it helps when we have uh, well-known people on the landing page. So we've added a new section with quotes from Andrew Warner and Robert Scoble, two very well-known individuals and some of our other speakers. And there should be, Stephen, is there another? Oh yes, and the second portion here. What would you call this? I've kind of called it, although I'm realizing that I never put the title in, I was going to call call it Fireside um, Make It Yours. So essentially like uh, essentially making making Fireside yours. So that could mean spending more time at panel talks or more time, um, you know, uh, learning kind of in more lecture kind of format or uh, adventuring out and uh, going water skiing or playing tennis or anything like that, but really making the experience yours. Okay. This actually reminds me of another topic I wanted to talk about. Tom, are you by any chance on the computer? Did you go to the landing page? I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Okay, go down to the section uh, closer to the bottom with the pictures that have text over them, learn, talk, eat, sing, drink, adventure. Yeah, love it. Uh, So part of the goal is we wanted to give people a flavor of the mix of things that they could do over the weekend. But I'm now just seeing the image for eat, which is an image from our second year. What we used to have when we started Fireside late on Friday is we kind of had a rolling dinner. It was informal. You didn't sit down uh, and and eat at the table. You kind of went to food stations. And one of the food stations was brisket sandwiches with um, great homemade buns and amazing coleslaw. And that was always my favorite. And we got rid of it last year partially because we started earlier which meant we could do a sit-down dinner but uh, also because at the sit-down dinner we decided to do proper brisket which is great but i really love those brisket right. sandwiches it wasn't that we got rid of it it was that we we kind of reimagined each component of of, of the, the brisket right. yes but in some ways like i actually i personally enjoy a brisket sandwich like this more than i do a brisket and potatoes dinner yeah uh, and i'm looking at this and I realized we need to think of a third late night snack or some sort of rolling dinner now on Thursday. And we haven't really talked about this. And I want to bring, I want to see if Tom has any advice. 
I, is there some sort of cool late night sandwich that we can just top with coleslaw that we could bring in for Thursday night that wouldn't overlap too much with brisket on Friday? I just got the idea, what? despite the fact that you asking Tom. Okay, what is Tom, you go for it. And then <laughs> no, I just no, thought of no, it. No, you, go, you um, go for it if you have an idea. Could we not recreate like a, like a you know that Shake Shack chicken sandwich we love? Yeah. Like we, we've done, I don't think we've had, we don't have fried chicken really the entire time. No, like I'm actually all for that exactly that. Like basically a the nice, kid, like a McChicken kind. Well, I kid, hate saying this. Yes. I hate saying this because I always. This is the conversation every time. Assuming the kitchen can do it and execute it well, and then Stephen goes, Joanna can do anything. Yeah, she can do. And anything. she's always in to Stephen's to to Stephen's uh, point. They have always managed to do everything we've ever asked. So I don't actually have any doubt. But they're honest too. Like if if they think that like. Something is just not feasible for five hundred, four or five hundred people, and right. they'll tell us. But if if they could pull off like a some kind of like a fried chicken sandwich late night, yeah, with pickles and coleslaw, I think that'd be pretty nice on Thursday night. Just the right amount of mayonnaise. Oh, guys, you're making me hungry. Mm. Yeah, well, that photo, well, like a really nice with a really nice like homemade potato chip. That's what like you a want? like a warm. If you know, what about those, a homemade potato salad. See, I'm not a huge potato salad fan, but you know Have those... Have you tried my mother's potato no, salad? No, I feel like it's very good. It's really good. Dan's mom is actually an amazing cook. Um, Dan Dan also... Suppl- I like also when I've come out for dinner and you've supplemented food with like making your tuna tartare, which is a whole other story. What's the supplement? Well, you basically like... There'll be like a big dinner and you'll like make the tuna tartare by purchasing tuna from a sushi restaurant and then... But what's the supplement? That is, this, is that not like a supplement to like a normal Friday night dinner? No. Oh, that's just part We're, of it. It's a pretty eclectic, like we always have sushi at our Friday night <laughs> right. dinners. I think we kind of, we were talking about the website. And I somehow, <laughs> How did that, that went from the website to well, eating I saw, late night to fried chicken? Well, there's an image on the website with a delicious brisket sandwich that says eat. But like going back to the actual dish, Tom. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, have anything actual, better to offer than, than than the suggestions you guys have. I like think. a nice well, fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. We are going for dinner nice. with Saul and Jen tonight, so we can bring this up and get their input and Melissa's input and Eric. Yeah, did input. we talk about did we talk about Italian last time? Because Italian was another thing. On well, my we mind talked about like, Italian at the meeting with with Camp. Right. So Italian could be like because we need to add a new dinner, right? So the question is. But we also sort of didn't we get to the point in the conversation, and we should we probably should have notes on this where we decided that it's also going to be some sort of a rolling dinner, either at the fire hall or the CL. Yeah, I think it is going to be kind of a roll. I I think we're wrapping dinner in with snack kind Into of. late night snacks. So, like, it's it's kind of like a late dinner snacks, you know, on the way up, um, letting people know to, you know, grab a bite. We probably won't be eating until, until we settle in. I can't. Um, yeah, because the problem, Tom, is, like, if most people leave the city between, let's say, 2 and 4 p.m., that means they arrive at camp between 6 and 8 p.m., let's say. Sun sets. When did we determine sun was setting? Probably 7-ish. I, I, I think it was, like, 7.30-ish. Yeah. And as the second the sun goes down, it makes that check-in process way more difficult. So we have to check 400 people in. Not if we change the time. We could change the time. If we just say it's 2 o'clock, then, we like, could just the sun will be still up. <laughs> Another thing, I'm sorry if this is letting the cat out of the bag, but like another thing we're talking about, Tom, is late, late night snack. So essentially um, milk crates of. Well, no, hold on. You have to give some context here. Last year, Sunday night. Oh, right, right. Yes. 
10 of us, the staff, we were there, we were hanging out, we were winding down, and it must have been anywhere between midnight and four in the morning. I have no idea. We were, we were all around the fire, and we started to get real hungry. We tried to order a pizza. Yes. That, that didn't work. That didn't. They actually, and, funny aside, they, they when I called Pizza Pizza, they said, uh, sure, like, we can deliver. Is it a house or an apartment? <laughs> and I, like, literally didn't have an answer. So, Tom, we sort of, we realized, like, there's something, there's something really magical about Fireside with the late night campfire component. And there, there's probably not going to be, of the 400 people, too many that are up at four in the morning around the campfires, but it could be 40, 50 people. And so we, we want to make sure there's always some food available so that our attendees don't have the same issue that we had last year on the Sunday at 2.30 in the morning, which was the issue where we had to break into the kitchen and steal our leftover hot dogs <laughs> and, uh, and, and take our leftover hot dogs and roast those over the fire. So we thought it'd be kind of cool to have a cooler of foods that are, uh, that are campfire-friendly foods around or nearby most campfires and most units. So at, at uh, 3 in the morning, if people want to roast marshmallows or corn or a hot dog, they can just get that from the cooler and kind of help themselves. What do you think about that? Considering you have first-hand experience of, of how desperate you are for food at that time of night, I think it's great. <laughs> Anything to avoid the, uh, the pizza crisis of 2017. Yeah, that was, that was truly a crisis. Uh, but that, so now, though I am looking at one thing on the website, which leads me into the next thing, and we actually have been meaning to change this and we haven't, but we have, uh, despite the timelines that we had set out, uh, the timelines for our early bird passes were subject to availability, and we had limited availability of all of our passes at various price points. And uh, Tom, very pleased to now report, we have actually sold out of our super early bird pass. That's the uh, half price pass. We've sold out of it, so we need to change that on the website, let people know we've sold out. Um, that also means that we only have 11 days, are there 31 days in March? 31 days. There's 31 days. So we've got 11 days left for the alumni price, but those are almost sold out as well. So we're going to have to check how many of those we have left. We're probably going to have to send out an email to everyone to let them know. But the, uh, the prices on the main fireside pass right now are going up as soon as we have an opportunity to change them effectively. I can't believe how early it is in advance. Neither, yeah, neither can we, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So April 1st, uh, we're going to see quite a few price changes just in line with the demand that we've seen so far and the, the number of tickets that we've been able to process and approve. So it's a whole different experience for us after, after so many years of really working hard to make sure we have the uh, right number of attendees so early in the process to now be sold out of our first block of early bird tickets. One last thing I will update you on, Tom, that Stephen and I did today. Uh, we met with two amazing artists. One of them, the artist Melanie Kimet, who did our poster from last year. Uh, we met with Melanie again. Now, one thing that it's kind of been Stephen and uh, my vision that every year we're going to find a new, great Canadian artist 
to do the fireside poster for that year and in their style and totally go in different artistic directions. So we're not working with Melanie again this year on the poster. Uh, we're working with another artist, but we loved Melanie's work so much and we really liked working with her so much that uh, we decided to collaborate on a few other things that are going to involve our swag. I do want to leave that as a little bit of a surprise, but we had a really productive, amazing meeting with Melanie today. Uh, actually, there was a fourth member in the meeting. Yes, Keaton. Keaton. Thank you for joining us. He's uh, two and a half. Two and a half, and uh, we actually got his a copy of his notes from the meeting, which... Uh, uh, we'll include in the show notes. We Actually, yes, we will include in the show notes. Now, what, what, what was great about that, though, is that uh, he joined us for the meeting... And um, oh, he had an awesome truck. He had an awesome truck, but there was some. Oh, right. Uh, we we picked up Melanie a coffee, um, and Keaton also enjoys coffee. He enjoys a baby Chino from uh, from from the place that uh, that's down the street from her, and it's essentially just uh, in a little espresso cup, frothed milk with uh, some some powdered chocolate on top. So he wanted to to certainly feel like like the rest of the grownups. So we met with Melanie. That went really well. She's working on some designs for one of the swag items that we are working on and we're really excited about. And then we met with Gary Alfonso. You should check him out and you should check out his work. It's really awesome. Uh, Totally different type of artistic style for Melanie. Uh, It looks like we're going to be working with him on the Fireside uh, poster artwork for this year. And we're really excited. We're really pumped. We had two great, amazing meetings. And uh, the... The, the level and focus of art for this year is just going to be a whole nother step up from where we were last year. We were really excited to dip our toes in that. And I think this year we're going to have some art that we're once again really proud of. Oh, by the way, we should have talked about... Uh, we uh, still can. We're still talking. Oh, right. Uh, what's his name? Jason, Jason, who, who mentioned on Twitter... That we should throw our Yeti in the garbage. Oh, Tom, did you see that, by the way? No, I, I, I'm not really much... I'm not. I'm trying to get back into social media. I had a detox about half a year, so I'm trying to get back into it. So, Isn't the whole point of a detox that like, you don't get back <laughs> into something? No, you have a detox, and then you then you in, intoxicate yourself again. Right. You retox. So Jason DeFilippo from Grumpy Old Geeks who you actually introduced us to, happened to post on Twitter his dissatisfaction at Blue Microphones for uh, for their arm, for the microphone arm. So I tweeted back at him asking if he had a recommendation for a pop shield. And I just want to find his reply. If I, can, if I can figure out how to use Twitter. I think it's on. You oh, here should Jason. be able to find it on our Slack too. Okay, got it. So he tweeted, got my blue microphone's compass boom arm yesterday. It's a total piece of Springs are crap. Clamp has come loose three times today, and it can barely hold an RE20 with a shock mount. All caps, do not buy this. To which I responded, thanks for the heads up. We're looking for a pop filter for our blue microphone's Yeti. Any advice on that one? His response, a little reserved. Stephen, take it away. 
at Fireside Conf and at Blue Microphones. Burn the Yeti in a bonfire, dance on the ashes, then buy an AT2005 with a pop filter. But I, we haven't responded. Now I, I would like to respond. We will have a bonfire at Fireside. Should we have a burning ceremony no, there? No, <laughs> no. What should I tweet? Uh, How about just we will have a bonfire what's an at AT Fireside. Tom, what's your Twitter account? Um, at Tinge, at T-I-N-D-G-E. I'm tweeting, we will have a bonfire at Fireside at Tinge. Bring your microphone. Great. You know, this, this kind of impromptu uh, podcast recording is definitely going to be the longest one that I have to edit by... <laughs> There's nothing to edit. Just put everything in. Oh, do not put everything in. There's some stuff that you probably shouldn't keep in. Mm. Especially the bit where I say. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, when we get big, we the I think the pro podcaster move is to say, if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes and rate us. You just said it, so we'll use that.